0: Welcome to a beautiful episode, Perceptions of Life. My name is Amina Zoe and today I'm having a friend over, Augustina. She is coming from Argentina now, living for a while in Berlin. And she's taking us to a journey through Argentina and she is, yeah, explaining us how the North is different from the South how the food culture the singing and dancing culture is Um, she's also um, explaining us how it is to be there as a vegan how the possibilities are and just in general we're taking this beautiful journey through her home country and yeah i'm going to travel there soon and Augustina just made me even more curious now about how it's going to be there. So I hope you enjoy this episode.
1: From which place are you? From, well, I was born in San Luis. That is a very, very small city in Argentina, but I live my whole life in Córdoba oh, yeah. because my mom was studying in Córdoba, so I live my whole life there.
0: Yeah, right, I remember. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my first question for today is um, what is your first thought when you think about Argentina? Mm.
1: The first thought that comes to my mind is, like, warmth. Mm-hmm. Like, not warm in, like, the weather, but warmth, like, I don't know, like, my whole body feels like embrace or something like that, and it feels like like home and happy happiness yeah
0: oh wow yeah that's such a beautiful introduction it's very nice because um we i think we talked about this already that um people in argentina are just different um and yeah that you sometimes miss this these loving hugs or um I think this warm mentality, empathetic mentality, um, how would you describe it?
1: Yes, I think it's also about like your own culture because maybe you find that like what you define home, you find it within your own culture because it's where, where you grew up and like the, the whole traditions that you learn and how you develop in, in a certain society. So. I know, in Ar- like Latin Americans in general are very well known to be very warm people, like for everyone and maybe too much, like too warm, I, I don't know, like, I would say if you go to Argentina and if you are from, from somewhere outside and you go and you meet someone, probably that person will invite you to their house like Mm -hmm. at the other day and they will invite you to to have dinner with them and they will invite (laughs) you to to (laughs) stay the night if you want because if you don't have any place to stay the night they will just like invite you they will open the doors and then the whole family can meet you and you will be like the the (laughs) the the friend from outside who came and like and they will all love you and then they will just like remember you you know so i think I very appreciate that about my my society and I really appreciate like um, this feeling of that you don't have to plan things so much mm-hmm. like in, like I don't know like I feel here you really have to put like a lot of thought in planning something like one week before I guess it's also like about adult life. But it's like you really need to plan something in order to, to achieve it. And in Argentina you can be in your house and you can say, oh, okay, tonight I'm just gonna hit up like my friend and we will go and like have some beers and suddenly like everyone joins and suddenly like what's what's supposed to be like a one one person night is like fifty people, you know, in a table <laughs> just like drinking and eating, you know. Yeah. So
0: yeah, I think that's <laughs> that's so funny. Um I, I feel like it's so many similarities to Greece um, because I know that as well that um, I go out alone, you yeah. know, and I just call one friend while I'm just walking on the beach or um, walking past the bars, yeah. you know, and she be like, oh, yeah, I'm down in 10 minutes. Mm. And then from one moment to another, uh, because, of course, you're going to bars that um, yeah are known to all the other friends yeah and um, yeah a lot of people are joining and then you're sitting there with like 25 people and you would be like okay that was bigger than i thought
1: yeah right i love i don't know honestly i don't know how is uh, the word in english like when something comes from nowhere and you don't really need to plan hmm. do you know what is the word in english or in german no like uh, spontaneous Ah, oh, okay okay yeah. i love the spontaneity in argentina hmm. and i guess like in greece as you're telling me you know and it's just it just shows like flexibility of a society mm-hmm. i guess
0: mm-hmm. and um what i think is very interesting is that um planning things often doesn't work so here i think in so well, I think Berlin is something else. Um, in many in many parts, but planning things in Germany works because people are actually coming and going there. But um, planning or or being spontaneous is even harder in Germany than in, um, uh, yeah, southern countries or, um, uh, how do you say like countries where. People are more spontaneous and more warm and have a different mentality. Yeah. And uh, planning in Argentina or in Greece, I think, doesn't work. No, you know, I tried. I tried it, <laughs> and then people immediately, um, yeah, canceled or were like, "What? What are you doing? No, I don't plan so far ahead." Yes. Yeah.
1: They actually, they are act like, I am just remembering like when I was in Argentina now, like one month ago, how my friends will used to like, if I told them, if I was like, it was Thursday and I would tell them, hey, tomorrow, let's do something, It will be so far away. Like tomorrow is something that you cannot even plan, you know, it was not like one week ahead that you need to plan something. But like, if I would tell, ah, tomorrow, let's do something. And then at the other day, they will have like forgotten or maybe made another plans and. Mm. And that's, I think that's, a, that's kind of the negative side of it, because people is very like, what is the name, flunky, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, it's not a, this culture of actually attending to the things that you were supposed to attend or like to, mm-hmm. you know, and um, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, does this also apply to public
1: trans- transportation? Definitely. <laughs> Oh my God,
0: <laughs> tell me.
1: I was thinking, I was thinking because I'm going to go with my boyfriend Titus on, on November mm-hmm. and he is German so, well, he's half German, half from the United States. And I have this anecdote, that in Valencia, in Spain, he was so mad because like uh, a bus came like four minutes after he was supposed to come what? or something like that. He was like, no, the, the, the transport here doesn't work, the, the, it's like... It's trash, and I was like, wow, man, if you will go to Argentina, you will die. Because, like, in Argentina, you have the bus stop, but you don't have, like, um, schedule. like schedule. You don't have a, a schedule. schedule. Yeah, I know. We have the same thing in Greece. <laughs> really? <know? Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it was
0: really funny because um, in front of, well, obviously, this is a podcast about Argentina yes. and Greece. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I go outside of, um, on the street of the house, we have a, a bus station and on the bus station, I don't know, somebody just sat down and I don't know if he waited for the bus or maybe he found um, the accurate numbers, for, uh, the, the accurate uh, times for from the bus in, a, in an app or something. Yeah. But he literally wrote down with a pencil on the bus station when the bus is coming. Oh,
1: but that's so sweet. It was
0: super sweet, but you know, they never come at the time and this is... I think um, it's a super sweet mentality, you know, but um, I think for a German thinking person it's or for structured people, you know, they'd be like, oh no, how are they going to get to work on time, how are they going to meet friends, you know, on, on, on time. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it doesn't happen, you yeah. know.
1: I mean, you have to, it's not that it doesn't happen, but you are sure, like, for example, when I was going to school or things like that, I will not leave like here that I just put Google Maps and I say, okay, I need to leave here in seven minutes and I will be in four minutes in this train station and I will arrive there in 15 minutes. I was more like, okay, I'm going to leave one hour and a half before because like, I know that I will go to the bus station and you don't know when the bus Mm. is coming. Mm. You know that if you like, that's like, I, I think that teaches you a lot about patience, though, and a lot about tolerance. That doesn't mean it's good, that doesn't mean the organization is good, but it taught me a lot. Like, now I really appreciate to have this train coming every four minutes, mm-hmm. and I won't freak out if the train takes like 10 minutes mm-hmm. because it's like normal, you know, it's life, you know, you cannot have everything so easy. But in Argentina, it's a little bit the other stream, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um. So yeah, I would plan like, I would not say I'm gonna leave like exactly 25 minutes before but I would say one hour and a half before and I will just like go and wait and I knew that waiting 20 minutes was still okay but then if it was already like half an hour something was going on. Yeah. And then you will just whatever like take a taxi or come back home and just maybe look on internet when the bus is coming or whatever.
0: And then you look outside your window and the bus is driving mm-hmm. by
1: and you'll be like, no! That happened to me so many times.
0: <laughs> yeah, so funny. Um, I wanted to talk about one point that you said um, that people are inviting you over if you're new into, you know, or meeting new friends. Yeah. Um, because as far as I know, people have telling me that Argentina is a more um, dangerous place also for women to go
1: by themselves. So, yes, I would say like in general, Latin America is a kind of a dangerous place because in, in the whole feminism side, we are not very developed, mm-hmm. like there are a lot of like, there is a lot of um, people there that is very fighting against like patriarchy and is very fighting against these things. But mm-hmm. it's like this, st- the force is not strength enough, yet, like strong enough yet. Mm. So, yeah, as a woman, I would say that in Argentina, it's not as dangerous as other places in Latin America, but it's still dangerous. And yeah, me too. Like, I would say, I don't
0: Dangerous in what level? Like what? In which? kind of violence or what is it well i mean if you think
1: there is a if you think about there is a huge inequality and this is not about like men against women or whatever there is a huge inequality so people who are poor because Mm -hmm. the system like just put them aside or something like that they are very resentful and like i can understand that because they they steal from you and they think they are doing some kind of justice because you are they don't see you as the like as part of you know the the society and like but they see you as the enemy they see you as the one who has something and they that they don't have you know mm-hmm. so it's very common like to get stolen in the street like randomly you know like you're just walking around and someone comes and just like takes away your backpack or takes away your some stuff from you oh. <laughs> I would like I would like the listeners to see Amina's face right now <laughs> and- <laughs> so yeah that's very common and also like in it's very dangerous with women because they kill a lot of women but there are a lot of like femicides mostly it's most like ex-couples of a woman that kill or ex-couples or couples of a woman that kill like their their girlfriends or their wives or their ex-couples Oh. Which, by the way, I'm gonna add something because here it happens the same, and the numbers are kind of they are not so far away. The only difference is that in Argentina they you see that on the news, and here they don't show that much in the news because it like it produces like a another a, like an adverse effect. Mm-hmm. So if they show it too much, that would basically be like if psychopaths were watching that, like, they would yeah. be like, ah, oh, okay, yeah. so I wanna do this actually, yeah. you know. But with the numbers and everything I read, and it's not so far away from, from femicides in uh, in Germany. Wow, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. So, but with the thing, like, about inviting someone home, it's like another kind of context that I'm talking uh-huh. about, like, I'm not talking about, like, if you go, if you go to a party and some guy invites you to their homes and like I'm talking more I know I had like a lot of uh, exchange uh, people in my school for example uh, they came from Germany, from Turkey, from New Zealand and they would be so like well integrated yeah. you know and they like everyone wanted to be their friends and everyone would invite them to, to their houses and to, to mm-hmm. eat with them and stuff like that. So that's what I mean more like
0: Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I understand. Wow. But it's um very beautiful that you are explaining in both sides and yeah. I didn't know about um the violence here in Germany being so high as in Argentina. Um yeah, but I want to talk <coughs> about another beautiful topic about the culture mm-hmm. in Argentina because they have amazing music, they have amazing uh, theatres and food and dances. Um, I personally want to know about the dances because are they dancing on the streets? Like, uh, you know, I I have the feeling because I love dancing salsa. Mm -hmm. Um, One day I will go to Latin America and I will see people dancing salsa on the streets. Mm (laughs) I can just join and dance my feet off, you know. But um, is it very common that uh, they dance tango, salsa, anything like outside or more
1: Mm. inside? Honestly, like if you go to Buenos Aires, it's like a very big tango culture Mm -hmm. and you will see people dancing outside but it's more for tourists, Mm -hmm. it's for the main purpose. Not that people is just like suddenly, you know, like everyone is feeling good and we're gonna dance. (laughs) It's more like you go to certain neighborhoods that are very well known for tango culture and stuff and then you will see like artists that are on the street for a purpose for Like mostly for tourists to see them and to like get money and stuff like that, which is totally valid too. Um, Then you have in the north um, more like folklore, folklore is like the folks' music. Yeah, and you have samba, you have chacarera, you have like different styles that are very, very like with them. We have something that is called guitarra criolla, which is like a kind of a it comes from the from the Spanish guitar, mm-hmm. but it has another time type, uh, type of strings, is mm-hmm. the name, mm-hmm. and it's very acoustic. It's very like a uh, very nice sound, and you have like um, bombos, which is like kind of drums, but they are made out of like um, wood and uh, leather. Mm-hmm so and you have this kind of music which is very beautiful and you know like gauchos mm-hmm. how you hear about gauchos and stuff and is mm-hmm. that kind of culture like mate gauchos horses the fields and mm-hmm. and in the north you have a lot of peñas which peñas are like basically a place that you go it's like a could be like a restaurant or could be like a hall and then you are just eating it like there is a lot of traditional food like empanadas or asado or locro meat these are all traditional foods from argentina (laughs) and then suddenly like people who knows how to play and for some reason a lot of people know how to play instruments in the north of argentina wow and they just bring their guitars and bring their like drums and stuff and then um suddenly one one person starts and says okay i'm gonna just start playing and then people joins and then it becomes like a whole kind of party it's like a huge jam session yeah it's like a huge a huge jam session with like songs that everyone knows because mm. it's like the culture and and everyone is playing and everyone is like dancing and it's very beautiful that's like the north so you, I don't think you will see people on the street, but definitely it's a very common thing that you have like, I don't know, like one peña every one block. Mm. So it's kind of the same because you can find it like everywhere. And um, in my city, <laughs> Córdoba, <laughs> in my city we have Cuarteto you don't see people dancing on the streets, like it's another kind of culture and you can see people listening to that kind of music on the streets, for example. It's Mm -hmm. very common or you go to like a shop and like as someone is listening to Schlager here, Mm -hmm. maybe in a shop, you will see there like that people is listening to Cuarteto. And Cuarteto is this very like tropical music. Mm -hmm. Um, I can show it to you in a second if you want. (laughs) It's this very uh, tropical music and you don't see in general people like dancing in the street but if you are in a party or if you are like with your family even in christmas times they will put like these hits of cuarteto that everyone knows and everyone will be dancing and you have this like a peña in the north but you have this uh, thing called baile which is like every weekend is like a hall too with a singer like of this traditional music called Cuarteto and everyone is dancing and everyone is like drinking and it's like kind of a party but with this kind of music. Mm. And in the south honestly I really don't know but answering to your question (laughs) after two hours (laughs) I don't think you will see like people in the street dancing all the time because it's like maybe this idea that one has when they think about like Latin America you know Mm -hmm. people just laughing and dancing and not like that but you have like a lot of places and a lot of like yeah a lot of places that you can go and do that Mm -hmm. and they are definitely a lot and they are very very in the culture so
0: that's so beautiful yeah I love it I love when um, there are certain events happening every single week and you know, you can go there whenever you want, you know, and just meet the same kind of people. Yeah, and definitely,
1: definitely. And <clears throat> this is something like, you know, certain kind of people, they are looking forward for the weekend to like go and, and go to the baile. Yeah. Because it's something that they they are, for example, there is this singer that is called Lamona Jiménez. He is like kind of the legend of Córdoba, you know? And he is singing for like 30 years already. And he's well known because every Sunday before the quarantine and before Corona, every Sunday he was in the Sargento Cabral in this place that is like a Halle. And he was like there every weekend like playing. Mm. And everyone knows Lamona Jimenez in Argentina and everyone loves Lamona Jimenez in Córdoba and everyone is looking forward to go and see him on the weekend. <laughs> that's
0: great. Yeah. That's that's really heartwarming. I love it. I love this culture already. Yeah, right? I think you will really like it actually. Um so I remember this one very beautiful thing, the story that you told me about um <laughs> some people that you really enjoy listening to. <laughs> Um, I just find it a very funny story, so I want to mention it, or you to tell me about it. Yeah. Um, so, what was it with uh, Jonas Brothers <laughs> and your cute little teenager heart?
1: <laughs> well, this, this actually <clears throat> has two parts, and I don't know if I, if I told you the first part. Mm-hmm. The first part is that my best friend, like my childhood best friend, I was a very innocent child when I was a kid. And I would believe everything that people would tell me. And this was the messenger time, you know, messenger, like oh, yeah, hotmail and stuff. <laughs> 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 and my friend, uh, Priscilla, she told me that somehow she talked with Joe Jonas mm-hmm. and that Joe Jonas told her that I was very beautiful, like the friend of Priscilla Agustina, was very beautiful and that he wanted to be my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I know now sounds really stupid, it sounds really like you cannot believe that, but I did believe that. And I believe it like, and basically the, the story is that my friend would tell me, okay, yes, Jonas told you, like, Jonas uh, said to me today that um, you're beautiful and he misses you and I would be like, ah, oh, okay, tell him that I miss him too and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so for a year I thought that I was the girlfriend of show Jonas. Wow. And I really liked. Well, actually, after after one year of like growing up and stuff, I realized that it was light. But after one year of mm-hmm. growing up. Mm-hmm. Well, it, one year of being the girlfriend of George right? Jonas. It sounds what an a experience. Bit, yeah, it sounds a little bit shocking when I tell to people, they think like, oh, why your friend lied to you? But honestly, I'm so happy. I always, like, I always told my friend afterwards, you gave me so much happiness and so much, like, place for fantasy with telling me that, mm-hmm. that I would be, like, just waking up and thinking that I'm the girlfriend of George Jonas. I mean, what else do you want? <laughs> I even have, you know, like, these secret diaries when you are yeah, a kid yeah. with, like, a the Schlüser with a key and everything, and I would put like, I don't know how to tell my mom that I'm the girlfriend of Joe Jonas, or stuff like that. (laughs) That's hilarious. So, this whole story is the first part of me being a very, very huge fan of Jonas Brothers. I had all their CDs, I knew all their songs, I would like sing to their songs and cry, and like, I would love Joe Jonas, and all the stuff. And the first time they came to Argentina, the... Uh, when they were very famous, they came two times to Argentina, but they only came to Buenos Aires Mm. and they didn't come to Córdoba and they came and they, of course, I live in Córdoba, I didn't have money to go to Buenos Aires to see them, so when they came the two times, I was very, very, like, sad because I couldn't go and I couldn't see them and I was, like, watching the concert, you know, like, and crying and stuff. Then after, I always like thought this was a, like a dream of mine, like a like a childhood dream of mine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That what if Jonas Brothers would come to the to the park in my in my in my city, you know, like to the park that everyone goes. There is a park called Parque Sarmiento. That is, I don't know, like Treptow Park or like whatever of the parks here. And I will always dream like, oh, what if they will come for free, and they will come to this park, and blah blah blah. And that was, you know, like this dream that you that you know that will never come true. That is like just this crazy dream. Mm-hmm. Turns out, <laughs> <laughs> like my fan and like my love for Jonas Brothers just like pass away. Just I just grow up, and I was like fourteen already. And I got this notice that Jonas Brothers like were trying to be famous again, so they were doing like a world tour, and one of the places that were coming was to Cordoba, and I was like, "Wow, they are coming to Cordoba!" Blah blah blah. And then I just looked for more information, and it turned out that they came to the Parque Sarmiento. Mm-hmm. They came to this park <laughs> where, when I was a child, I was streaming off, but I would never think it would it would be like they will come to this park and for free mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i was not a fan of jonas brothers anymore at that moment but i couldn't let pass that opportunity because it was like my childhood dream like coming yeah. true
0: yeah
1: so i went there and it was like amazing because i just saw the jonas brothers i cried i sang to all their songs <laughs> and i saw them in the park for free wow that's so, so it's
0: like you manifested them right? being in the park <laughs> <laughs> wow what a, what an amazing childhood dream just right? to come true that's
1: that's great i know wow it's so random you know because if you were say i don't know like if i will live in new york and i will uh, wish that they come to a park in new york or something like that it will be more possible but it was like a random city in Argentina, random park in a random city, you know. So yeah, yeah. and the yeah. random girl and the... being a huge fan.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I love the story. Yeah, I really do. It's so nice memory. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> the the things that I really want to know as a vegan person, of course, is if vegans have a chance. To be happy in Argentina, tell me because you were telling about um, all the traditional foods before, yeah. and I don't know yet the Spanish words. Yeah, but they sounded
1: very meaty. <laughs> yes, actually, Argentina, Argentina has a big like meat culture.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now it's getting better with all the vegan options. Actually, I was very surprised because when I went now like one month ago. When I left Argentina, this was like three years and a half ago. You wouldn't find like vegetable, like um, vegan milk on the on the supermarkets. Okay. People had to do that by themselves. If you were vegan, you had to like buy the mandel and like put some water and like whatever. I don't know even how to do that. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. and now I came back to Argentina and I was like I was never expecting to see that. And actually, it turns out that there are a lot of like vegan like uh, meals in the supermarket. They are actually quite expensive, but there there mm-hmm. is like offer, so that made me very happy. How much is it? Two hundred seventy pesos, which is like um, like one euro, which is not much. But if you put it like in the Argentinian salary, mm-hmm. that is like maybe thirty thousand pesos. Two hundred seventy for a milk, it is quite a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I saw that and I was very happy. And then you have way more offer for vegans right now because a lot of people is getting very conscious about it and about like the meat consume and you have like um, a lot of uh, vegan options, but still it's very hard. I went there and they have this misconception of putting meat to everything. So (laughs) I wanted to eat a salad because like at some point I was tired of eating meat. And I want to eat a salad and they told me and I was like, okay, um, I can order for a salad. And they were like, yeah, we have Caesar salad, which is with with chicken. Yeah. And then I was like, no, actually, I don't want like a salad with, with meat. And they were like, okay, we have this salad with ham. Because <laughs> they don't even realize that ham is also meat, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: So. This is, okay, <laughs> I have to jump in again because um, there is a Greek or basically, I think it's a German movie, uh, or I don't know. They ba- um, they are telling about the Greek culture. Mm-hmm. It's a very funny movie, but you would only understand it if you're like half German, half Greek. Wow, that's a very like a yeah. very hard thing to me. <laughs> but it's like um, because I think Greeks are getting offended by it, mm-hmm. and Germans don't under wouldn't understand if mm. they didn't know the Greek touch of it. Yeah. But um, there is a scene where the. You know, the boyfriend of the mm-hmm. woman is coming to the house and there are like a hundred <laughs> Greeks, yeah. you know, it's just one family. And uh, the woman, she says, oh yeah, and by the way, um, he's vegetarian. And then you hear silence <laughs> all over the house. <laughs> like, nobody, nothing is happening. And then the auntie be like, Ah, it doesn't matter. Then we, then you're gonna eat lamb, <laughs> and everybody starts dancing. You know, and that's so funny. I yes. just love to hear that.
1: I think actually in family situations, like it is definitely like that because it's this. I think the vegan culture is more in the young people. Mm. So if you're eating with your family. <clears throat> if you want to eat vegan, they will tell you, ah, oh, okay, if you're vegan, just eat the salad that, you know, we made. Oh, yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. They won't, like... It's, like, even disappointing. <clears throat> yes, it's disappointing yeah. for them, definitely. So, I have this story about this um, guy from Israel, actually, that I was just um, walking around, like, four years ago in, in Córdoba. And I saw this guy that he didn't look like Argentina, like, he didn't look like he was from Argentina. And he, he seemed so, like, kind of frustrated and, like, sad and angry, and I just, and he had, like, the backpack, so I stopped him and I was like, hey, are you okay? Like, he was like, yes, but, like, you know, I'm, I've been in Argentina for, like, w- one month, and I, and I'm, um, he was, like, um, lactose-allergic. Uh, oh, no. And vegan.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> i'm sorry i laughed but it was like he was living in hell because he was like i was in the patagonia and the only thing that they have is lamb or like um you know (laughs) deer or this kind of stuff all meat uh, you cannot get any vegetables and here i don't find any anything that is like because if you maybe you have something that is vegetarian it's vegetarian but not vegan because it maybe has cheese or maybe has egg or maybe has you know Mm. Don't get don't be afraid, I mean at all. Like you will find your, you will find yourself <laughs> I will source. make my own vegetables. I mean, yes, in the you hostel. have a really nice vegetables and very nice fruits there, so I'm gonna be a fruitarian. fruitarian. I know it. <laughs> but yeah, so I think it's getting better, but I will I won't say it's the I won't say it's the most like developed country vegan wise no mm-hmm. not at all sure sure
0: wow <laughs> well, <laughs> what a devastating introduction into veganism in, um, in argentina i know um so we are getting closely to the end well basically i still have a few questions um I want to ask you about a few traditions and rituals um, that are common in, in Argentina and also with that um, speaking about Palo Santo, mm. because um, we are using it now here, especially in Berlin, but in many ceremonies, rituals, shamanic journeys, in yeah, just spiritual workshops and You have some facts that I didn't know about.
1: Yes, actually, I was using Palo Santo and I'm using it, but I feel very guilty because Palo Santo, like the tree of Palo Santo comes from South America. I don't know from where, honestly, but I know that it's like in extinction danger. So basically people, a lot of people is consuming Palo Santo because actually it's really nice. Like the smell is really nice and somehow it's like uh, it...
0: you can actually make tea out of it and learn really that. yeah wow yeah.
1: i didn't know that <laughs> i knew like i who sold me this told me don't like uh, sniff it because actually like shamans are like doing that and they get high out of that because it's mm. like a ritual thing wow. <laughs> so i was like okay i'm not gonna do it <laughs> but yes yeah, so it's in it's not good to buy palo santo actually because uh, there are just like a few few trees left, I don't know how many, but I know there are not a lot. And it's like a, a tree that takes a lot to grow. It takes mm. like hundreds of years to be like a big tree. So imagine mm. if... And yes, yeah, so a lot of people is consuming it. It's a very like, it's a trend now to to have Palo Santo in your house. But actually it's not the best for, for the environment. It's not the best for, for the trees.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah. Very interesting also for,
0: you know, the spiritual community. Yes. Because also, uh, you know, um, I work in this little shop where Mm -hmm. we're selling Palo Santo for um, like one stick, three euros, Mm. which is a lot, for for my opinion. And here in the market, they sell it for like seven euros I like it, like a few of them, like having five, yeah. five or um, six of them, and I was always going to the market to get the cheaper ones. And I also know that they're good quality because this guy has um, his own his own trees.
1: Wow! Really, here?
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it's it's really nice, mm-hmm. but of course, a German person going to Argentina or yeah. going to South um, America and yeah, taking things from there to, to sell them here and to make them, you know, grow into the German culture yeah. is something that I just look at it with respect. Yeah. And even now that I know that it's, that the trees are, what is it, extincted?
1: Yeah, kind of, because it's like, if you think about, if you use it for like spirituality purpose then like if you want to connect with earth at the same time by buying palo santo it's like but actually you're damaging it you know wow, yeah you're like kind of saying you're honoring maybe like the tree or the palo santo or the earth but actually the palo santo that you have is like destroying the, destroying, the earth <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow. you know the
1: few trees left so yeah yeah it is it is something that I always knew I I know it for a lot of years this is going on like since I'm like eight years old or nine years old Mm -hmm. my my, I don't know people around me tells me like no don't buy palo santo because it's extinction Um, I did (laughs) (laughs) I have one now but with a lot of guilt so yeah don't buy palo santos in your house people
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I think it's important to know that um, from each culture or from each country they have traditional things in their houses and yeah. f- it, um, except of or instead of buying palo santo we can also buy sandalholz yeah of course. sandal sandalwood and use these for burning yeah and for example sage mm-hmm. is also very good they have different qualities because sage is for cleansing the the um, energies mm-hmm. and cleansing the air, and palo santo is for putting positive energy into oh, nice. into the yeah and surrounding barbecue. yeah. But I think you know sage is a very much different herb mm-hmm. to yeah to get from different places, and yeah. they are much easier to grow, and they just have to be dried and
1: and maybe it's more local too i don't know like where is it from but i guess in sandal too you know so and i think yeah yeah, it's um
0: it's also funny that we are picking up with ceremonies and traditions from other countries from other continents i definitely feel because i'm doing cacao ceremonies myself and i'm very aware that the cacao is is coming from uh, guatemala or uh, bolivia and i'm very very aware where i buy my um, cacao but it's it's very um it's very interesting that we are kind of disconnected from our own traditions so we feel more connected to other traditions to Yeah, to express them or to feel connected to to earth, pachamama, to whatever, yeah. and instead of looking for our own traditions.
1: I think it's also nice to like investigate and to dive in other traditions, in other sure. cultures, but it's with respect, you know. Like if mm-hmm. in in Argentina, for example, um, if I will buy things or like even like condiments or palo santo or whatever like there are like a lot of bolivian like um, people selling this stuff or selling fruits and everything that they grow themselves and stuff and i was just going and buying that to them because mm-hmm. i feel this also this trade of like a german person buying and this happens in culture in general you know maybe mm-hmm. like some In some culture in Africa, they do these beautiful dresses, and suddenly, like um, Gucci starts like doing them and selling them for like two thousand euros, and then the people in Europe they are buying the Gucci dress for Mm two thousand euros, Mm -hmm. and the people that actually made or designed or created and invented and that has like a lot of background, they don't even read from that, you know, and they don't even earn money from that, so yeah. I think that's like there is a very very weak line where it like well I, I feel like it's the same with when I have
0: uh, or when I see how people use cacao for example mm. because for me is a very very sacred yeah. and ancient fruit that has been used by many many years uh, before we even before we could explain with our uh, scientific minds what it's what it is doing but when i see sometimes you know on just festivals
1: a person
0: selling cacao like ritual cacao just for fun just for you know having a more ecstatic dance i'm like (laughs) (laughs) okay i i have to breathe because the cacao is not made just yeah. for ecstatic dance without intention without yeah. you know appreciation and respect yeah and yeah so yeah i'm I'm very happy that you mentioned this and
1: yeah and about like the rituals that you asked me for. Yeah. i honestly i know like in the north they do this in catamarca in one of the provinces of the north they this this whole like I think it's like a week or two weeks. It's like a whole festival, that is mm-hmm. like a festival to La Pachamama. And then they they do dances and they do offers to the earth and they just like uh, make a hole in the earth and they just throw like offers, you know, like food and flowers, and things that are good for the earth. You know, it's not that they throw like trash or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they ask for, th- like they, they give something, they give an offer and they ask, from some, like something for their families or for themselves for their lives, um, I really don't know deep about this, but I know there is a lot of music. Uh, a lot of people from all over the country goes there because it's really really beautiful. Uh, you have this also like these dances, colors everywhere, these rituals, people getting together. It's really beautiful. And um, this, this this yeah. These rituals, more than that, honestly, I really don't know. I know that... You know, the... uh, The salt. The salt. (laughs) I don't know if this is a ritual or more like these kind of beliefs that are installed Mm -hmm. in society and Mm -hmm. are kind of stupid somehow, but actually not. You know, like the grandma belief, (laughs) that you're not sure if it's true or not, but you do it. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so mostly all people, when a storm is coming... And when they see that the storms, because in Argentina we have this this rock storm, like rocks of of ice, Mm -hmm. and they could be very big. Mm -hmm. So imagine if you are in a car outside and you have this storm, your car gets really trashed. And I don't know. Do
0: people have car insurance in Argentina? Some yes, some
1: no. (laughs) Just wanted to know. (laughs) And yeah so basically when you see that these because the the clouds are some kind of color that are very specific then you kind of realize that the the, the stones are coming and stuff like the ice stones are coming and some people just like makes a, a, what is the name in our a cross? In, a cross a cross of salt in their mm-hmm. backyards that actually people thinks that that prevents the storm to come and sometimes it works and people is like, wow, you know, this worked a lot. Uh, there is another very funny thing <laughs> that mostly also all the women do. It's called curar el empacho. Mm-hmm. Uh, curar el empacho is basically when you have like stomachache because you ate a lot or because some food was bad um then you see this this uh, what is the name centimeters meters you know this kind of like thing that uh you use to to see the centimeters of things
0: oh yeah yeah what is the
1: name of that um a, a metrics
0: me- measure, measure 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 i don't know measure but basically thing. <laughs> i don't know something that you can measure
1: um, Things with centimeters, yeah. meters, yeah. width. Okay, okay. So they have these. the old ladies. They all have, like, not all, but a lot of old ladies do this. They have um, this measure, measure device. Measure
0: roll, yeah. Yeah.
1: And they just put the, what, the tip of the measure roll in your belly okay. when you're feeling bad. Yeah. And then they have, like, kind of the whole length themselves, like, actually rolling their arms. Mm-hmm. and they just move their arms while they are praying to God too and with their arms they get more and more close to you and they are just like pray praying and saying I don't know whatever I don't know what do they pray or what do they say they say like not out loud they say like like mumbling and after that they cure your stomach wow and it's so crazy that i'm a person that is hard like i it's hard for me to believe in certain things i don't know if psychological i don't know if if it's cultural i don't know if it's like evolution i don't know what happened there but it works
0: wow this is how placebo works <laughs> yeah through whole generations you know it's something very very good yeah. because placebo is basically just saying that um Only the belief, you know, only your own mindset is helping you to cure yourself, (laughs) to transform your cells. So
1: it's a very beautiful placebo and actually afterwards, like, actually now it's more technologic because they can um, cure your stomach ache via cell phone. So I, for example, have my, 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 my aunt. She's like eight years old now. Yeah. And she's the, the master of like curing your stomach, right? So if you are a little bit, you know, like you're throwing up and you feel a little bit sick, you call her and it's like, hey, Norma, could you like cure my stomach, please? And she, she does the whole procedure, but from her house, you know? Yeah. And she's with the-, the Distant the, healing. The, the yeah. Measure thing and like praying and stuff.
0: And then you feel better. Wow. I've, I, I would love to know why the measure um, instrument has is, is the important thing. But, I have no idea. Um, so, the last question yes. or the last topic that we're going to talk about is Mate. Mate. So, we are drinking right now uh, normal tea out of Mate cups mm-hmm. and I wonder if Club Mate is tasting anything like the real Mate tea in...
1: Um, Argentina. Mm, Well, it has a little bit of taste. Mm -hmm. I think honestly it has, Club Mate tastes a little bit like tea. So Mm -hmm. if you will say, okay, Mate is also kind of tea. Mm -hmm. So it's, but it's not like, it tastes a little bit, but not that much. Like like Club Mate is very, it has a lot of sugar. Mm -hmm. And is at the beginning I found it very, very disrespectful that they would do like a fizzy drink out of (laughs) mate <laughs> and people is drinking it like in yeah, clubs and yeah. like in things just to wake up
0: so what is it in uh, argentina like is it warm or is it cold yeah
1: we have two two alternatives oh. <laughs> like <laughs> i'm getting very serious here. get them on <laughs> yeah so first you have a lot of different styles of jerba like you have a lot of brands you have jerba with with some uh, additional herbs jerba with orange peel gerba with um, lemon peel like you have a lot of gerba the traditionalists uh, say ah no gerba that is not pure you know in argentina you also have people fighting between them because ah you're not doing the perfect mate you know Uh, for example the mate that we are drinking now is like also like kind of an insult for argentina because the mate is in this like wood cup that you have to kind of uh, wash and you have to put butter inside like for three days and then you have to wash it again it's a whole ritual you know and this is like like plastic cups you know (laughs) very very like modern plastic cups that don't go to the topic but uh yeah so in Argentina you have the hot mate that is with very very warm water mm-hmm. and then you have you put like a lot of matete in a pot and then you have this straw and then you start applying a little bit of water and you just take sips of that of that um, mate mm.
0: right so mate
1: is basically leaves it's yeah it's not as, yeah, it's like tea. It's like the normal. Like the norm- yeah. Okay. But it's more like process. Mm-hmm. It's not you won't see leaves, but you will see more like you know, like, powder. Yeah, more like this. You know, like what is on the bottom of of, of the normal tea. tea. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so you have that. You could uh, you, you can drink it sweet or or bitter. Um, there's people who like it very very sweet and puts like three spoons of sugar and then it's very sweet. Mm-hmm. And there's people who likes it very bitter mm. in the warm style. Then on summertime, it can get very warm. Imagine if you're drinking like a 80 degrees water mate plus 40 degrees outside, you kind of, it's kind of hard. A lot of people does it still because it's such a nice thing to do. It's like a traditional thing. But you have Terere. Terere is more like, if the Uruguayans are listening to me, it's like more from Uruguay and Paraguay but we adopted it, and tereré is the yerba, but instead of with hot water, with juice. Mmm, okay. So you put the yerba, and then you make this juice that um, actually is like the powder juice, Mm -hmm. you know, the one that you put powder and then you put one liter of water, and then you have this very processed juice. And you put like a lot of like cute ice cubes because yeah, it that. has to be very very cold yeah, of and then you start applying like little sips of juice which is really nice actually yeah
0: yeah
1: and yeah so that's the mate story i don't think it has nothing to do with the club mate mm-hmm. but it tastes a little bit like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but definitely not the same wow well, yeah
0: <sighs> What a beautiful ending for this uh, amazing interview. Mm. Um, Do you have any last words to say anything that you want people to know when they go to Argentina
1: or that you have on your heart that you want to say? Mm, I would say that if you go to Argentina, um, make sure that you travel around the country. If you want to travel there, make sure that you have time because it's a very big country and it's very, very long mm. and it takes you days and days and weeks to travel over there. It's not like here in Europe that you take a, tra- um, like you take a plane mm. or a train and you're in two hours in another country. Mm. There, in general, you use buses because uh, planes are very expensive mm-hmm. and buses could be like 40 hours long wow
0: <laughs> do they have a toilet on the buses yes they do okay. and they
1: have like it's like a bus that it converts in a bed and you have dinner and everything it's like very well equipped. <laughs> they're more equipped than here yes, <laughs> definitely but yeah so go with time and make sure that you can if you're able you travel to a lot of places in argentina because actually the north is very different than the south and the center is very different than the north and and there are different cultures inside of one same culture. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's all.
0: Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for joining me on this interview. Thanks to you. And yeah, I wish everybody who's listening to that a very beautiful um, evening day, whenever you hear this. And I will tag everything that you need to know, um, maybe some Argentinian music into the show notes. And yeah. I hope you leave me some recommendations and comments on my Instagram profile and if you want to get to know more about um, other countries then just tell me um, which country we should travel next.